everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Kyle Reed, my man. Rohi Rohila, my man. We are sitting in an empty studio once again. It's not empty. It's you and I are in here. Just you and I. Oh, that was beautiful. Sharing our lives together. Sorry. Oh, man. You're bringing me back. Right? With my crackly voice. I love it. So with that, Kyle, I'm just going to hand you the mic. Intro us in, buddy. You're just going to hand it to me? Here you go. All right. Well, this week, uh, first of all, y'all, thanks for joining us again. This week on the podcast, you've got your man, Kyle Reed, along with my co-host today, Today, it's Rohit Rohila. Rohit, Rohit Rohila, my man. <laughs> this week's episode is um, going to be all about beliefs. And specifically, how do you challenge your beliefs? The idea of this episode for me came up when um, I was looking at things about people who see things like UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, right? We are in Washington. We are in Washington. Did you know... Oh, sorry. No, tell me. I was going to say, do you know the first modern-day UFO sighting was in Washington? Oh, seriously? Yeah, there was a pilot flying over Rainier, saw five lights. Um, He thought they looked like saucers. Oh, and they disappeared. Yeah, and that's where the term flying saucer came in. So I'm familiar with that sighting, but I didn't realize it was considered the first modern-day UFO sighting. Yeah. Huh. And then... um, Well, it's what kind of kicked off the, the UFO. Yeah phenomenon they were there he saw them and then they all all of a sudden disappeared together right yeah. okay and i think i'm familiar with that sasquatch one. as well sasquatch i believe here's the deal um people are on the fence about things like this right someone who doesn't believe in sasquatch has never had an experience um and has never considered it but someone who has had an experience who believes they have seen sasquatch you can't tell them anything else Right. Their belief in Sasquatch is rooted so deeply that nothing can cause it to go astray. Where else do we take that strong of a belief? Right. Um, Political views, religious views. So what I want to discuss today is, do you ever challenge your beliefs? How do you challenge them? And if so, how often do you challenge them? Because if you don't, are you just sitting in an echo chamber? We've all heard the term yes, man. Right? Why would you want to surround yourself with a yes man? Does it make you feel better? It doesn't make you better. You don't improve. You improve by people questioning you, challenging your beliefs, challenging your way of thinking, attempting to adopt another way of thinking to see if yours is probably the most effective or not, right? And maybe adopting a, a, a new methodology. So, with that, I want to open it up to you as well, Rohit, just for a little bit of feedback on the topic. And what are your first thoughts when we talk about something like that? How do you challenge your beliefs? What can they stand up to, right? If if your beliefs are not strong enough to stand up to an opposing view, what are they rooted in in the first place? Yeah. But secondarily to that, if your beliefs are so strong they stand up to every opposing view, are you even fucking listening? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 
I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought this up because okay. there was something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh oh. Um, and and I was trying to mull it over on how to how to phrase it to be a, a topic. Mm-hmm. And I think you, the, the way that you brought this up in terms of your beliefs, it it fits in perfectly. I was thinking when it comes to fighting, physical fighting. Uh, physical, verbal, like okay. I'm going to protect my own. Got it. Right. There's so many different, I'm going to protect my own. And I think, and and it was funny because I was thinking about you. I was like, okay, at, at what level would, would Kyle fight someone, you know, to, to protect your own? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you've got so many different things. And I think the way that it works is from the outside in, you fight for your country. That's the most outside. So it's it's the U.S. versus Canada versus, you know. So you're saying like at the highest level. At the, at the highest level. Got it. Okay, it's, okay. It's country. And then after that, I would say it's probably politics. You know, Republican versus Democrat. You know, mm-hmm. this is who I am and you're not going to change my mind. Versus libertarian. And then. Don't leave them out. The, the next step in is probably religion. You know, okay. We're part of the same country. Cool. Are you Republican or Democrat or whatever you said, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> whatever I said. <laughs> You're that? Okay, cool. What religion are you? What? You're that? Oh, you know, we're not going to get along now. And at, at the base, I think it's family. So you, you protect your family first and then you protect your religion and, and your, your politics and, and your country. And, and I thought about that because there's so much segregation in the world mm-hmm. because of our way of thinking. Which is why, for me, when I watch sci-fi, it's so empowering because then you're on a grander scale. Oh, you're not from Earth? We've got to fight. Mm. What? You're not from the Milky Way galaxy? We're about to fight. We're beefing. Right. And and we we get so detailed. I think family, for the majority of the people, I mean, there are people who are like, no, I'm going to pick my politics over family. You know, they don't talk for years or whatnot. It happens but, a lot. But I, I think that's that's the fundamental of it. And I have a lot of people in my life who are very political. And... What's interesting is they will say, oh, I don't like, you know, I'm a Republican. I don't like Democrats because they blindly always follow Democrats. What are you? Right. And Democrats will say the same thing. I don't like Republicans because they blindly follow. Yeah. And I will bring that up to people and they say, oh, no, like I'm, I'm not like that at all. Okay. So in this election, who would you vote for? Well, whoever's Republican or whoever's Democrat. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they understand all my philosophical beliefs. To me, that is doing. I I believe voting is a right. Uh, sorry, not a right. It's it's a duty. If if you're a citizen of the United States, you need to vote. Mm-hmm. I think I need to register because I haven't even done that yet. So damn, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, but but I am gonna. I am going to. Um, but. But when you when you think about it, only, it, like, it only took. Oh, 
It only took this yeah. to get you to vote, huh? And so, no, Christina did have a have a heart to heart with me when, um, so so my girlfriend is is half Mexican, mm-hmm. and when the shootings happened in mm-hmm. uh, Texas, you know, no one she knew or anything like that, but still, like, you know, yeah. they were being targeted, and she was like, I could have been targeted, yeah. And so she was like, "Can I have a serious talk with you? Will you will you vote?" And I told her, "I was like, I will." I will vote on one condition and only one condition. I'm not going to vote Republican. I'm not going to vote Democrat. I'm going to vote for whoever is the best. Yeah. Whoever lines with the policies that you believe in. Yeah. Which is how it should be. And it doesn't matter to me what you, whether you're an elephant or a donkey, whether you're red or blue, does not matter. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so, so when you brought this up, how do you challenge your beliefs? And you started talking about a lot of this stuff. That's what I started thinking of is, is you have people who are blindly following mm-hmm. X, what, whatever X is. Yeah. And because of that, it alters your entire perspective and, and viewpoint. And you are blind to see anything else. Just like a horse on a racetrack. You got blinders on. You only see one thing. Finish yeah. you, you're putting yourself in an echo chamber, right? That's really what it is. I, I'm not familiar with that term. Um, you're only going to get in what you put out. Oh, got it. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you surround yourself with other like-minded individuals or, or people or discussions, right? So um, there's so many political commentary shows, right? And you you get shows that you'll see on... Fox News or Comedy Central or whatever it looks like, right? And it'll be all Republicans are bringing on one Democrat or all Democrats are bringing on one Republican or vice versa and discuss. I think those are good situations to be in, to watch and listen to because you see the opposing views, which I think is important, right? Um, they've, they've done interviews with individuals right just regular old citizens and they ask who did you vote for and why did you vote for him because you believe in xyz and they'll name policies that that particular candidate isn't even pro and they'll say yeah that's exactly why oh well okay and you just walk off and it really just confirms that people will just blindly follow the masses right whether you're red or blue or whatever it is and they won't think for themselves so it's kind of it's kind of scary, right? This herd mentality we have. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the social media has done to that? I think it's taken the division that we talked about even even further, because now you've got a platform to voice your mm-hmm. thoughts, and I'm not gonna say there's a certain level of anonymity. But there's a certain sense of non-confrontation there. Oh. You know, if, if I put something online that says, you know. Keyboard warrior. This is how I guy. feel. Change my mind. Yeah. Kind of stuff, you know. You're not giving people that opportunity to, to do anything. No. You know, it, it's, it becomes confrontational and, and you just avoid it because it's, it's not worth it. And the next statement is always what? I can say what I want. If you don't like it, then go. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're creating that echo chamber by removing people with opposing views. 
Yeah. So you don't want your beliefs to be challenged anyways. You may say things like that, but if someone does challenge your belief and comes with an opposing point of view, you tell them to go away. That's not a healthy thing to do. Are you familiar with Lord of the Rings? Define, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I define forgot. familiar. I forgot. I forgot. I'm, I am familiar with the oh movies. Oh, my God. I forgot you haven't watched it. <laughs> um, but As I have this shocked God. look on my face. <laughs> oh, I should break up with you. Um, if you'd like to be a part of the GYC podcast and you're in the local Seattle Take area. Take it easy. <laughs> um, so... I mean, you know, it, it's a story of, it, it's very Gold complex, but, but you know, good versus evil, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a rewrite done, uh, pure fan fiction, uh, a rewrite done from the perspective of the bad guys. Mm. And it was a phenomenal read. Because it's like, here we are living in our own community, you know, and, and doing our own things. We've got, you know, our own lives. And here come these invaders who don't agree with our philosophies, our way of thinking. And it was just done in such a literal masterpiece way. You sure you're not talking about Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of Star Wars, too. If you think about it. The Rebels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty similar concept. Yeah. So this thing you said, you said it was a good read. It's a book. It's not a. It's not a. Um, it's it's like not a even film. like a book. It's it's you can download it. it it's uh, I think it came from Russia actually. Oh um, really? Yeah. Wow. And it's just, it was just so so brilliant hmm. and presented. So for example, God, I'm totally nerding out right now. Um, the Lord of the Rings. If you think about the entire world of, of Middle Earth, which which is the the uh, legendarium, what you see in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is like the tip of the iceberg. There are complete histories, written languages, like just it's so, I can't do it justice. It's a very Tolkien is Professor Tolkien is a genius beyond genius. And so the reason why I bring that up is at the very beginning when the universe was being created by Eru Iluvatar, who who is like that god, he created these 13 kind of demigods. And one of them was, was bad. And he introduced evil into the world. And so then people are like, well, God, why don't you just get rid of him if you created everything get rid of the guy who's like messing up what you're trying to do yeah and he's like i can't it's if if i want this to be a free will type of place uh i have to let him be it. here which is why deep down there's a little bit of evil in all of us mm. in in tolkien's legendarium because it was woven into the fabric of the creation of the universe so when Frodo is about to drop the ring into Mount Doom and all of a sudden that that evil that he you know hasn't even shown up because hobbits don't know much about evil. I haven't seen this so that's Spoiler when alert. that part 
of him that the evil part comes in and he recognizes evil for evil. And he's mm. like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so it's, it's woven into the fabric. And the reason why I bring this up is because I think so often we get so defensive and blind to our views mm-hmm. that we fail to recognize other views. Because going back to the topic of this, we don't challenge our beliefs. Hmm. Because they're all we know. It's funny you say that. And the one example I have is Emily and I got into a pretty heated debate about something extremely simple. Condoms. Yeah. I've never heard of them. What is that? Kidding. I've got a bad Um, joke to tell you after we get to recording. I wrote it down. It's about condoms. Deal. This could be a condom of sort, actually. Um, Sink drain. Mm-hmm. Right? You familiar with like a um, a mesh, a wired mesh, kind of like almost like mm. really thin chicken wire sink drain thing that you would pop in the sink and it would catch whatever and you take it, you dump it, spray it out, and put it back, right? You familiar with something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's apparently these, um, it's almost like a hairnet for those things mm-hmm. that you can put on them. I think it's disgusting. Emily heard about it from somebody at work, something like that. I guess they're popular in Japan. So she bought some and put it around there. And I was, I went to go dump it one day and stuff was still stuck to it. And I was like, oh, this is fucking gross. I'm like, am I supposed to throw one of these away every single goddamn day? Like, that's disgusting. And it's a lot of waste. So I was like, hey, um, why do you like these things? I just wanted to understand why. I'm like, I hate them, but why do you like them? And she took offense to it. And I literally had to tell her, hey, it's okay if you like them. I just want to understand why, because I don't. I'm trying to find some redeeming qualities here. You didn't manufacture these. I don't know why you feel so close to them. Mm-hmm. And she took a step back, and she was like, you know, after we kind of both were like, okay, wait a second. We, this is so Time serious about, these, yeah. about these little things here. Like, why is this so serious? What's really happening? And she was like, yeah, okay, you're right. I didn't. Here's why I like them. And then she was able to tell me okay cool and i kind of figured out you know that hey i don't mean to ask you directly or accusatorily at all like i'm trying to understand i don't like them at all here's why i don't like them i want to understand how you why you like them and if i asked you wrong or if i came off the wrong way i'm sorry it wasn't my intention here's what i want to understand so we got through it but it really just points to the fact that that's the initial response is defense Mm. because even though this is not a product of hers and we didn't make these things right she's not her invention and we'd laugh about it now right it's like funny it's like why did you act like you invented it i was insulting your invention if you invented it i would still not like these (laughs) but i wouldn't be rude about it yeah (laughs) right so we were able to laugh about it and have that discussion but still it just it points to that response. And um, I bet I'm the same way about certain things, right? I can't think of anything specifically right now, but I guarantee you that I feel defensive about things, right? I can't think of one right now. What do you think it is? Is it that we believe so much to this? We tie emotional 
values to certain things, whatever the belief is, whether it's something physical or a political or religious belief. It's so close to the core of who we are that we think that if someone challenges it, they're challenging us as a person. Yeah. I think for religion and politics, maybe. I think if you... I, what, what's interesting about all this is the vast majority of the people don't challenge their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I see confirmation bias. Yeah. Which, you know, if you, I've had people attend one of my seminars say, this is the best thing ever. I agreed with everything you said. And then what I tell people is the stuff that I say that you don't agree with. That's the stuff to highlight, point arrows at, put stars, because your beliefs are being challenged. Mm-hmm. I believe people don't challenge their beliefs. A perfect example is I've got a lot of friends on Instagram who are always posting these quotes about self-reflection and, and change and, and growth and personal development. To them, it's just a good quote. Oh, that's nice. But they don't do anything about it. They don't take it to the next level of, hold on, this can be life-changing. Mm-hmm. I, I read that quote from, from Avatar The Last Airbender on, oh, the, yeah. uh, in the, on the previous in the episode. episode mm-hmm. called, uh, it's a quote by Uncle Iroh. If you look for the light, you can often find it. But if you look for the dark, that's all you'll ever see. And I can guarantee you the majority of the people are going to say, oh, wow, that's a good quote. That makes sense. But they don't really think about it. Yeah, it makes sense. That's the point. What are you doing in your life? Are you one of the negatives? Where can you apply that? Where can you apply that? How can you learn from it? That's the thing that that we don't do. And so I don't believe we challenge our beliefs, but yet we're willing to die by them. (laughs) And which is why... If you, if you want to, you can have a successful life. You can go to the library and learn how. If you want, even more simple than that, if you want a podcast, don't just say, I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Kyle and I did not know how to do it coming out of the womb. I still don't know how. I just talk. You just talk. <laughs> but it comes from... I wasn't born with that skill set. So I like that you say that. Yeah, and I yeah. want to rewind and just really hit on that point. Like Dude. you hit on that quote is, you didn't know how to do anything coming out of the room. So I say this to people at work, and I get frustrated with it sometimes, is I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Well, you didn't know how to fucking talk one day, <laughs> and you figured it out. And I get so mad sometimes. Let me tell you what, Rohit. Yeah. I'm raising my goddamn voice. Gosh. I know, I'm looking at the level spiking. Sorry. (laughs) This is going to be a wreck editing. Yeah, you really loaded that jump. I'm up there, man. This is red. Um, I'm not going to have fun editing this one. I'm in the red zone by this because I truly believe it. It's, it's, there are things I don't know how to do, right? But it's like, oh shit, I've never even thought about that. I don't know how to do that. And my first thought is to think how the fuck to do it. Why is it, maybe I'll never understand this. Some people's first thought is, how can I do that? And other people's thought is, first thought is, well, I can't do that. I don't know. I'll never be able to do that. You've done so many things in your life to this point that you never knew how to do before. Why are you giving up on this one? 
You didn't know how to walk. You didn't know how to talk. You didn't know how to eat on your own. You couldn't even feed yourself. <laughs> yeah. You shit on yourself. Now look at you, pooping in the toilet and everything. <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but I really just wanted to hit on that point, man, because I don't think people really look at that in that perspective. There's so many things that you've accomplished, no matter who you are, or where you're at, mm-hmm. that you never even had a clue how to do. Yeah. Get out of your own fucking way. And I, I think you and I have done an exercise that proved Proved it. Oh, yeah. The the lights out. Yeah. Or, you know, not using your phone for a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. We both recognized when we watch TV, we're on our phones. Mm-hmm. The TV's still on. It's still going. But we're on our phones. Same thing with um, I've I've been DVRing and, and now I'm going through uh, God Friended Me, which is a phenomenal TV series that mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying. But I notice, like, there are times when I'm just... Is it because just... it aligns with your religious beliefs? <laughs> oh, sorry. But but there are times when I'll notice, like, yeah, I'm watching it, but but I'm really on my on Reddit or something like that. Uh... I have to consciously put my phone away. And it feels so uncomfortable when I do that. And there are certain activities that you always have to have your phone with. And, yeah. and because of that, we don't allow ourselves an opportunity to think. In the mornings for my commute now, I turn the radio off. I don't have any music going. I'm not listening to personal development, not listening to pop. It's just silence because I'm alone with my thoughts and I realize the value that that brings. I don't think we do that anymore. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the people don't. From from start to finish, they're they're on their phones and you know they're they're doing different things, and it's always go go go. And because we don't take that moment of mental time out, we feel burnt, we feel exhausted, and we feel like we don't have enough time to do anything. Yeah. There's there is time to do stuff, if it's important enough for you to do it. Yeah. This podcast is a perfect example. It's something that we've talked about is important to us. And you've even said, when your friends call you, but hey, let's go out. Oh, I can't today. It's podcast day. Yeah. You know, it's it's in your schedule. It's it's a part of who you are now. You've been doing this for four years. Yeah. It's a legitimate part of who you are. So for me to come up to you now and say, Kyle, why are you doing this podcast? Why don't you, why don't you just quit? I'm challenging your belief now that you belong. You, without even intending to, have rewritten your own beliefs to know that you're a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. That's a belief that you have. Now. I never did. Yeah. I never did before. Right? And there were probably times, there were 100%, there were times during the course of us recording this podcast that I was, began to, uh, I challenged my own beliefs and almost convince myself that I wasn't or didn't want to be or whatever that may be, right? So um, I think those things are important too, right? When you take a look at that, what is your commitment? So make sure your commitment is strong enough, but also challenge your belief so that you're not just stuck doing the same things 
over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, man, this is good. And when we, when we talk about things like this, how do you challenge your beliefs? What do you do to challenge your beliefs? What are some exercises you think maybe, and I don't know about exercises necessarily, but the, the one you, you mentioned that we've done, that I think that's a good one as far as, yeah, because it, it does directly challenge a belief. Mm-hmm. You can or cannot, or there's no other way. There's always another way. So it does directly challenge a belief. But what are maybe some things that individuals can do to challenge their beliefs? So you'd mention you you drive to work and you're alone with your thoughts. Some people only have negative thoughts. That may be bad for them. Yeah. Because you're thinking about road rage and... You know. My goodness, right? What can we do for those individuals to set them up for success? Not just to say, hey, don't listen to anything when you drive to work next time. Mm-hmm. Be alone with your thoughts. They don't know how to do that. They've never done that in a safe environment. Now you're telling them to do that while they're driving? Mm. Probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. What can we have them do ahead of time to be comfortable with being alone for their thoughts? Five minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time, whatever that looks like. What do you think is a good idea? I'm glad you asked because I've got five ways. Five? different things that you could do. Five? To challenge your beliefs. My man. Number one. And this was not like I was just writing these down as points and then you. I I didn't even realize you were writing that down either. I've got a sense of where you're going with this. So (laughs) so here are five things that the GYC podcast says that you could do to challenge your beliefs. Number one, in no particular order, is get an external view of yourself. How? By seeing yourself through the eyes of other people. So usually, so ladies and gentlemen, the studio where we record is one of the spare bedrooms in my house. The front door is always unlocked. The guys come in, they come up to the studio, they record, we record, we have a good time, they take off, end of story. If I wanted to get an external view of what that's like, I'm going to place myself in Kyle's eyes. Okay, here I am. I drive up to Rohit's house and I walk up to the front, take my shoes off because he's Asian. Um, <laughs> Which is still know, a point of debate. Go uh, Indians are Asians too. South Central. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I walk up the stairs. And what am I thinking as I'm walking up the stairs? Oh, it's, it's kind of dark. Everyone's up there. Okay, that's something that I never really thought about. It's, it's probably dark and uninviting when you guys get here. I didn't think about that till just now. Then I then I walk in and I see Glenn sitting where he normally sits, and I see Rohit. Then there's a lot of talking and kind of joking around as, as we get started. Okay, what are we gonna do? You know, we're gonna do our highlights, and then we're gonna jump into some of the episodes we're gonna record. Anyways, it, it's kind of lengthy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna place myself in an external. I like the view. detail though. I like the, to to give an example. Yeah, because what that does is that takes the emotion out of it. You know, it is probably uninviting for you guys. I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. But because I did this exercise, now I'm going to make sure. Hey, Alexa lets me know when someone's at the front door. Hey, Kyle, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you here. Alexa, stop listening. Wow. I was not <laughs> planning on that one. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's just something new that I can introduce now mm-hmm. to make this a warmer environment. Okay. Something I never thought about until 
I challenge my beliefs by getting an external view. All right. I like that. Number two, we've talked about it over and over and over again. Circle of influence. Huge. You got to know who you're surrounding yourself with and whether they're taking you in a positive direction or a negative direction. And this has nothing to do with love. This has everything to do with positivity. Number three, get yourself a mentor. I can tell you no one's going to do this because it's extremely difficult because they feel like, oh, why do I need to pay someone? If you are concerned about paying for a mentor or joining like a networking group, then you'll never understand the power of it. I will not join a networking group unless I have to pay because I've been a part of free ones before and I can tell you no one takes it seriously. No. I want to go to a place where people are serious. And you get that from mentors who are going to tell you, Kyle, this is why your life sucks. You keep repeating these same mistakes. And why do they see it when you can't see it? External view. External view. Number four, ask yourself this simple question. If you had to give yourself a grade, A, B, C, D, F, on your health and on your wealth, what grades would you give yourself? Because again, you're taking the emotion out of it. That's how you challenge your beliefs is you take emotion out of it. And whatever grades you give yourself, you know you need to do better. Mm -hmm. The the likelihood of you giving yourself an A for both, extremely unlikely. And so now you know what you need to improve on. And number five, we talk about this one a lot as well, journaling. Journaling is going to help you process your thoughts. There's a connection between thinking something, processing it in the brain, having that message go down your arm and writing it. You can think faster than you can write, which is going to force you to then slow slow down. down. And that is key. So again, really quickly, five ways the GYST podcast thinks that you can challenge your beliefs. One, get an external view. Two, circle of influence. Three, get yourself a mentor or a networking group. Four, Give yourself a grade on your health and your wealth. And number five, journaling. Hmm. And there are lots of episodes that we've done that talk about this. If you want to know what they are, go to gystpodcast.com and just in the search, type in meditation or journaling. You're going to come across a lot. You get the results there. Yeah, it's good. Um, I wrote something too that made me me think of on the bottom when when you talk about grading yourself, get an external view of yourself. And one is a line by my main man, Jay-Z. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. And if you don't understand that, then I can't fuck with you. But realistically, it's just saying you're the CEO of your own life, right? When you say remove emotion from the equation, manage your life in certain aspects like it's a business decision, mm-hmm. Right. Because then you will lead with logic rather than emotion. And I think in certain scenarios that helps, right? And as far as challenging your belief goes, uh, we're not talking just political or religious beliefs. Those come up because people are, as you mentioned, so willing to take those things to the grave. And for what? Right? What has it really done for you? You've done everything for it. But what has it done for you? So think about that before you take these beliefs with you to the grave. Question them, right? Challenge them. Other people have opposing beliefs. 
and they're living as well. They're thriving as well. So does that mean yours are right and theirs are wrong? Or do they believe that theirs are right and yours are wrong? Does that make you bad people? No. I rather enjoy having conversations with people who have opposing beliefs because I want to hear their perspective. Um, sometimes I, I still completely disagree with it, and that's fine. And other times I do see certain aspects of it that make sense to me or are logical to me. Um, those types of things are important. We got to open up conversation. We can't continue to divide ourselves. Social media, like you said, I believe also just makes it worse because it creates a divide. It creates groups and cliques. You follow people and things and outlets that align with your beliefs. Also, I think one of the biggest problems is that none of the media or information or data is really truly managed. So anything can be put out there. So there's so much more information and media that's out there that is essentially intended to provide confirmation bias that we're all seeking anyway. It just pushes us further and further apart. So for just a moment, for just one day, look for information that challenges what you believe rather than what enforces what you believe. And see if you still believe it. Rather than just trying to discredit things that challenge what you believe. Mm. And see what that does for yourself. Powerfully spoken. Thank you. That's really all I got. I, if I tried to just keep going, I'd just be doing filler. This is, you know, from the heart. That's it. Yeah. Let's wrap. Let's do it. You got anything else? No. I, th I think you nailed it. Well, folks, thanks again for tuning in this week to another episode of the GYST Podcast. Get your shit together, your favorite podcast. You can check us again on all of the uh, relevant streaming platforms because that's the only place that we're at, guys. <laughs> um, how do you challenge your beliefs? What can your beliefs stand up to? If they stand up to everything, then are you listening? But if they stand up to nothing, what are they even rooted in? You're the master of your own domain. You're your own CEO. And there's five ways that we have to challenge your beliefs on here. We're going to put them on the website. Rohit went over them twice earlier in the episode, so I won't go over them again. But with that, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back next week. Peace out, yo. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 